Hello again, y'all. You are tuned in to Mouth of the South podcast. Welcome to the ramblings of a progressively optimistic truth teller. I am that truth teller, your host Shayla. Welcome back to episode five. Y'all, we are on episode five. I really did not know I had five episodes worth of shit talking in me. Like I have, I've surprised my damn self. Okay. (laughs) So yes, this past weekend was a very eventful one. This past week was very eventful, but this past weekend itself was, was a doozy. We had Juneteenth on Friday. So happy Juneteenth to my fellow black people out there. Happy belated Juneteenth to the culture. Um, Yesterday was uh, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the daddies out there, Um, to my daddy, to my younger brother, to my uncles, all the men in my life that have children. (laughs) Happy Father's Day to (laughs) y'all. As you can see, I'm just happy that we made it to another week, y'all, because we know the treachery that is afoot, but we have made it back to another one. We're going to start this episode on a slightly different note than usual. Uh, Note, get it? Because we're going to do so. We're going to start with some music shit. (laughs) What up, tits? So, we got to talk about J. Cole versus No Name. A beef. A rap beef that only 2020 could give us, child, because how? How did we get woke rap beef? I'm still trying to figure that out, but we must discuss because this has set the internet and fans of hip-hop music ablaze. Everybody has just their underwear in a, tw- in a tizzy over this beef between J. Cole and No Name. So let's discuss. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this beefy stew. <laughs> let me stop being facetious. Before we get to the meat of potatoes, let me preface by saying that I am fa- I am fans of both of these rappers. I love No Name. I've been to a couple of her shows. I She has a very spoken word-esque, very uh, calming um, rap vibe. You know, very, very woke, but at the same time, it's like, it's poetic. So it's like, you're, 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 you're drifting off with the beat, but at the same time, you're becoming educated. It's very good. You should definitely listen to No Name if you don't. But, you know, I fuck with No Name and I definitely fuck with Cole. Like I've been to plenty of Cole shows and have enjoyed plenty of his albums. And I remember... What was that? Back in, shit, 2013, 2014, waiting outside in the long-ass line in Atlanta for the Dollar in the Dream Tour. It was a long-ass line in the Atlanta heat in the summertime. It had to be about June or July of, like, 2013, I think. And that is a memory I plan on telling my kids when, you know, if I ever have kids. I plan on telling them about the time that their mama was waiting in line to see J. Cole. People was passing out. It was hot as fuck. People trying to bum rush the door. Like, but it was a good time. Definitely, definitely a memory of my life. <laughs> so I was just so confused and flabbergasted to hear of these two in a potential beef. So I had to go and get the tea. Cause y'all know 
Well, I don't know if y'all know, but I don't really be on social media like that. Those who know me know that I don't really be on social media like that. And um, one of the, the main app that tends to grind my gears is Twitter. Like, I just can't deal with all those different opinions. And then a lot, most of the opinions don't be based on fact. And then Trump be on there tweeting. It's just like, I just can't deal. I just, I, I, I get on Twitter for what I need and then I hop the fuck back off. So... I, I didn't know anything of the potential Twitter beef, so we're just going to start with No Name's tweets. So, back at the end of May, No Name let off a couple of tweets. Um, she said, and I quote, Poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety, and y'all favorite top-selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. Niggas' whole discographies be about black plight, and they nowhere to be found, end quote. She let the shutter ring off, and I don't, I'm looking for the lie, I don't see it. Um, what I'm also not seeing is J. Cole's name, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, she let those tweets off in May, a cute little tweet and delete type situation. I'm sure she probably caught some backlash in the uh, mentions for, you know, you can't just, the, the truth divides, so you can't just tell that much truth and expect for people to not be, you know, in their feelings about it. And um, fast forward to last week, we get Snow on the Bluff. So J. Cole drops a new song called Snow on the Bluff, new track. Um, his first track in 2020, first track to be dropped in 2020. Um, I think this is his first solo track he didn't drop since Middle Child. I think that was back in like 20, early 2019. So first track from Cole in a while. The stands are active, okay? Like, let's be real. Let's just go ahead and address the stand situation that J. Cole has. Like, his stands are basically the straight nigga version of the barbs. I'm going to call his stands the carbs, okay? Because... <laughs> They came out in full force. They were so excited that they're that you know the king had dropped a a track for the for the kids. I was also excited. We hadn't heard from J. Cole in a while. I wouldn't consider myself a stan of anyone. Um, not even Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter. I'm close for Beyonce. But you know, I feel like to be a stan, you have to really just throw all sense out the window when it comes to your favorite artists. And I can't throw all sense out the window when it comes to anybody. You know, I just have too much sense for that. So I can never consider myself a stan, but I was very excited about the the new song dropping and I could not wait to hear it. I, I got the little notification from Title and I clicked right on it. I was I'm ready for the song called was ready to hear what he had to say. And I must say overall I like the song. Um it came in with that lo-fi hip-hop beat and I knew Cole was about to snap so I was like well let me, let me put my listening ears on because he's about to tell us something we're about to get a story um so overall I like the track but I'm not gonna lie <laughs> as I was listening I'm like okay um this is um Cole like um, honey, pull your, pull your, pull your pants up. Your, your misogyny is showing like, but Cole, what are you doing? <clears throat> like, 
<sighs> like, I understand that this is his honest account of how those tweets made him feel. I'm a cold fan. I know he raps from a place of honesty. He's going to tell you exactly how he feels. Um, he's going to add his creative flair to it. He's going to make it a story. And you're going to be, you know, just bobbing your head along on top of that lo-fi hip-hop beat. You're going to be enjoying the bars. So it's not about his honesty or that I expected him to be dishonest or anything like that. It's just so frustrating as a woman when misogyny rears its ugly head. It's so frustrating. It always rears its ugly head at the most inopportune time. And it usually um, rears its ugly head when women hurt men's feelings or when women do something that bruises a man's ego. That's when um, the misogyny comes out full force. I saw um, a video the other day and it was a horrendous video. Um, terrible video. The young woman basically got assaulted by a man because she did not want to take a part of his sexual advances. He was trying to holler at her. She didn't want no parts of it. He smacked her in the face with a skateboard. So this is what I'm talking about. And misogyny is not always as overt as smacking a, a woman in the face with a skateboard or throwing a, a black woman in a garbage can. It's not always that overt. Sometimes it's something as simple as, you know, a woman expressing herself and you telling her, hey, watch your tone. You know, watch the tone, you know, the way that you express yourself on the internet. Even though everybody else expresses themselves on the internet the way they want to, you, queen, need to watch your tone because if you want to be able to come across to the people that you're trying to help, I can already tell you right now, you're coming off like a bitch. You're coming off like you're on this high horse just because you're woke and they're not. When all she did was simply tweet that, you know, niggas could be doing more. So, yeah, so those were Cole's feelings, and after the song dropped and the backlash was imminent, the, the internet, like I said, was ablaze, opinions from every which way. Um, Cole hopped on his Twitter, his, his tweeter, <laughs> and tweeted the following morning. I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. Right or wrong, I can't say, but I can't say it was honest. Some assume to know who the song is about. <laughs> we all know who the song is about. I'm sorry. Back to the back to the direct quote. Some assume to know who the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody what to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversation and criticism. But let me use this moment to say this. Follow no name. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, a nigga like me just be rapping. I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs and I feel that in these times that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other. Peace sign emoji. So I think, like I said, I, I'm still definitely a fan of Cole. I don't, I definitely don't feel like he should be canceled. I've heard that people are going that route with it. And I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all just can't cancel somebody just cause they get on y'all nerves. Just, you know, just exit off the internet. If somebody's getting on your nerves. Um, um, but what I can say is that the, just the most mind boggling part of all of this is that Cole said he hasn't done a lot of reading. Um, 
read you something, Cole. Uh, what you been doing? Like, <laughs> there's really beyond, once you get beyond a million dollars, like, there's really no excuse for you not to be doing any reading. Like, I can understand if you, you know, hustling out here, got you a full-time job, got you some kids, you know, or you working 40-plus hours a week, or, you know, you just, you, you're, you're struggling to survive and you don't have really have time to pick up a book, but... You know, after your first million, you could just pay somebody to read to you if you just don't want to pick up the book. Um, it's called Audible. Um, <laughs> they have plenty of audiobooks on there. Fourteen ninety nine a month, you know, plus tax. Um, if you want a little bit more than what Audible provides, you know, get you. I'm sure you got a homeboy that can read very well. Just pay him to read the book to you if you don't want to pick it up and read it yourself. But that's really important. Um, not only just to make you feel more equipped for the movement, but just to help you relax your mind and make you and put you at ease. Like I love to read. I'm an, I'm a grown nerd. So that's, you know, it's nothing to me to pick up and book and read, but that was the most, uh, the most mind boggling part. Child, you don't be reading. That's why you feel the way you feel. That's why them bullets hit you like that child. <laughs> that's why that tweet touched your spirit like that. Cause you're like, damn, she be reading and I don't. <laughs> So read you something cold. Um, no name also dropped uh, her rebuttal song thirty three. It was it was very cute, very cute little rebuttal. Uh, probably like two minutes long, not very long. So go check that out if you get a chance. But she was like, "Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, you know we got a lot going on right now. Wish you would have rapped about that, but you know just glad to to be on your radar. So." <sighs> that beef was uh, quite interesting. It's it's just been a whole interesting weekend of new music drops. Tiana Taylor dropped the album. Super good. Y'all, Tiana Taylor had me sobbing, okay? The intro to her album had me in my feels. Like I was I was getting a good a good belly cry from that one. And um, her her album itself in its entirety is really really good. Um, I'm not sure if Kanye had anything to do with that with this one. If he didn't, um, let's please keep it that way, <laughs> because the last Tiana Taylor project he touched, um, keep that same energy while it was still good. He shortened it. This album, Sis had a full 20 plus tracks. I think she had like 20 23 tracks to be exact. Um, and keep that same energy. I think she had like six or seven. So Kanye really fucked up the rotation on that one. But she has bounced back. So definitely take a listen. Sorry, I'm trying to get my mic together, y'all. It's about to slide off the desk. Take a listen to that one. Um, John Legend dropped a new album, Bigger Love. Real grown R&B vibe. Like that one makes me miss cookouts. Like <laughs> go away, Corona, so we can have cookouts again. <laughs> That one, I want to be two-stepping at somebody's cookout, too. Uh, T Grizzly dropped an album, The Smartest. T Grizzly is very consistent. Like, I think he's from Detroit, ain't he? I don't know for sure. Um, I I get snippets of his albums now and again. He'll pop up in my playlist, um, and I'll go through and just kind of listen to a bunch of his tracks. He's, he, he can rap. He, he be going hard. Um, so check his out too. The City Girls album leaked. I didn't know it was a leak, y'all. I just happened to get on title and saw that it was out. And I was like, all right, City Girls, they not already dropped their, you know, their next album after since JT been out. So um I've aged out of City Girls, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> At 30, I just can't uh 
it just don't hit the same for me. Or maybe it's another another side effect of the corona since I haven't been able to be out and about down to the bar. Maybe I just haven't gotten that city girl's feel. But I um I tried to give it a list and I haven't finished that one yet. So but shout out to City Girls. They bounced back after their leak. Um, apparently, their album leaked a couple of days before. So, they just went ahead and dropped that home Friday. Like, forget it. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> Wale dropped an EP, too. Pretty good. I've always liked Wale. Um, he just, I don't know. He, he beat his feelings on the internet, too. And this has nothing to do with new music news. Well, it does have some, a little bit to do with new music news. Because Nicki Minaj, who, I'm not going to lie, y'all, Nicki Minaj is one of my faves. Um, How things have been turning out for her career just hurt my feelings every day. But I remember when she had on that pink wig with the Chinese bangs. Like, that was my girl. And I still will always be a fan of Nicki Minaj. Um, But the rumor is, the rumor going around the rumor mill is that she's pregnant, y'all. Y'all think Nicki Minaj pregnant? I saw um, she did a song with Six Nine. Um, I'm definitely I've I'm definitely not the age group for Six Nine. Like none of I've maybe one point five songs. That's probably how many Six Nine songs I've listened to. Um, so I haven't heard the song that he did with Nicki Minaj. I haven't seen the video, but I heard that she was dancing around in the video with them with them titties out. But they was doing the the cut from the you know the bottom of the titties up to the head they weren't trying to get that belly so what y'all think y'all think Nicki Minaj pregnant I hope so maybe that'll help her you know kind of calm down settle down she'll be able to think about her baby and not about the lack of attention she's getting so (laughs) some quick little music news for the potty let's go ahead and get into some black shit So ever since T.I. decided to come out the side of his neck and call Atlanta Wakanda, all hell has broken loose down there. I swear they have been on my docket every week. Every week I have to talk about something crazy, some craziness going on in not Wakanda, a.k.a. AKA Atlanta. So... First and foremost, um, RIP to Rayshard Brooks. They um, finally arrested and charged um, the Atlanta police officer who murdered him. Um, he has been charged with felony murder along with another 11 charges. Because um, my man let off the shots. Like, it's so pitiful. Like, I, I still can't, I can't watch these videos of police just being so inept at their jobs that they will shoot a man fleeing away from them in the back because he got the best of them. Like, that's really what, that's really what it was. It's all an ego trip. Like, like y'all shot that man because he got, he was getting away from y'all when at the beginning of y'all's encounter, he told y'all, I live five minutes down the street. Let me, let me, let me just walk home. It ain't that deep. I was just trying to get a little piece of food. I fell asleep in the drive-thru. Let me just walk home. I'm good. But no, y'all insisted on, you know, asserting your authority. And now you, um, what's the officer or the ex-officer's name? Now you, Mr. Roth, will be insisting on taking your ass to jail. So he has been arrested and um, 
after he was arrested, the word on the curb was that many of the Atlanta Police Department officers were so upset, y'all. They were so mad that this man was held to task for the murder that he committed that a lot of them, you know, called in for their shift. They was like, we're not showing up for work. You know, um, we're not coming in. I have at least 30 hours of PTO and... This is a protest. They're doing their own protest for how um, how the ex-officer was, tr- was treated. So I'm reading this excerpt from the Washington Post. Um, it says, hours after the Fulton County District Attorney announced felony murder and other charges against the former Atlanta police officer who fatally shot Rayshard Brooks, a 27-year-old black man, in the back. A number of Atlanta police officers called in sick just before a shift change Wednesday evening. And to that I say, what I tell y'all last week? Didn't I tell y'all the ones, the ones that don't want to be held accountable will tell on themselves. They will tell on themselves. They will make it seem like it's because we are the problem. They will make it seem like the American people are the problem for even trying to attempt to rein in the police. We're the problem. They're the solution. And they're going to call in sick and they're going to protest and they're not going to show up. And then they're going to see that Atlanta's going to run just as well without y'all. Like Atlanta didn't y'all quit. Y'all didn't come in. Y'all called in. None, None of the police officers wanted to show up for work. And did Atlanta did Atlanta survive? It did. Well, would you look at there? You're you're not the end all be all. Isn't that amazing? It's a hard lesson to learn sometimes. I do feel like there's a complex that some essential workers have. Um, speaking as an as a quote unquote essential worker myself, uh, being that I'm a ner- I am a nurse. I'm not working in the hospital right now, but I am a nurse. So I do remember um, being in the hospital and having this like you know, this bad feeling about calling out, like just feeling like, oh my God, if I don't show up, what are they going to do? The world is going to fall apart. The hospital is going to spontaneously combust if I don't show up for work today. And child, I got over that quickly. Like (laughs) I just had to deal with other nurses calling in, other people, you know, not showing up and see that the train moves on. Like there's no, ain't no one monkey is going to stop this show. You know, we got it. The world continues moving on the world, the world turn as the world turns and it continues to turn. So there's this complex that a lot of essential workers have. And I see it a lot with um, nurses. I see it a lot with police officers I've come in contact with. And it's kind of like this, um, like this very toxic hero complex, like, Ah, what would y'all do without me? If I wasn't here, you wouldn't even survive. You wouldn't be able to live, you know, because I'm here to save your life or I'm here to protect and serve when really as toxic as your thinking is, you're not here to help anybody. You're only here to help your own ego. So I say poo to those police officers. Y'all just showing y'all true colors. Like y'all just showing us that y'all ain't really here to protect the people. You're here to have your ego, um, have your ego rubbed, you know, rubbed very gently and <laughs> have your ego rubbed and have your um your hero complex, you know, inflated. Like you're just really doing the damn thing and survey said the survey said you're not. So 
once again, RIP to Rashad Brooks. Needless killing. Y'all should just let that man go home and now you wouldn't be in jail. Um, also, one of the three officers that shot and killed Breonna Taylor was fired. Only one. The other three officers are still on, I mean, the other two officers are still on the force and none of those officers have been charged. Um, I was reading about this on USA Today and they were saying that, um, the family was requesting the warrant. The mom of Breonna Taylor is requesting the warrant, you know, that they were, um, trying to serve when they went to the wrong household and shot and murdered Brianna Taylor in her sleep while she was just, you know, you know, sleeping in her bed and they came in the wrong house. Another, another instance of the police being inept, another instance of y'all not doing your job the correct way yet. And still you're allowed to keep your job. That I just don't understand. That's the part that just baffles me the most because being in an industry, being in a field where one wrong decision can ruin someone's life. As a nurse, if I was to go in there and give somebody the wrong medication, if I was to go in there and start an IV drip on the wrong patient that they weren't supposed to receive that, receive that uh, specific type of medication, if I was to go in there and give somebody a, uh, some type of food they were allergic to or you know do some type of procedure on them with some type of um, topical medication they might have been allergic to that can kill them, it's just so many things that I could do that it could be seen as just a quote unquote, and I'm doing the air quotes heavy right now, a simple mistake, but it could ruin somebody's life. It could, it could end somebody's life. And if, as a nurse, if I was to do that child, I would not only be fired, they would snatch my license. That license would be gone, gone with the motherfucking wind. Okay. <laughs> and so it's just so frustrating to look at police officers who are so inept, who don't follow protocols, who just really just think they, um, Think they living in lethal weapon or something out here. Like, child, you are not Mel Gibson. Child, you are not Danny Glover. You are neither. You are um, ex-Officer Rolfe, and you should have just let that man go home rather than thinking you could just pop one off and get it and, and get it popping. You are whatever the officer's names are that shot Breonna Taylor and was so spooked, even though you call, even though you busting up at somebody else's house, you so spooked, you just firing off shots into the dark. Child, y'all better get that stuff together. Once again, defund the police. Once again, rest in peace, rest in power, Breonna Taylor. Um, once again, rest in peace, rest in power to Rashard Brooks. Um, Breonna's Taylor, Breonna Taylor's murderers are still, I cannot reiterate this enough, are, two of her murderers are still on the force. Kentuckians, stay on Mayor Gray's neck. Stay on y'all, ch uh, chief of police, stay on his neck. Get Brianna Taylor's murderers, not only fired, but charged. Um, also, Kentuckians, I think y'all's primaries are coming up on Tuesday. So make sure you go in, vote for Charles Booker for the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate. Get Mitch McConnell out of here. Like, we're tired of Count McConnell. We're tired of the um, do-nothing Republicans. And we just need to go ahead and get them out. So Kentuckians, y'all got some work to do work on that get back with me next week we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll track your progress <laughs> with that being said let's go ahead and move on to some political shit this political section will not be very long today i just could not let this week's podcast pass me by without mentioning the disastrous the terrible the poorly attended rally 
that the terrorist in chief had in Tulsa, Oklahoma this past weekend. It was originally scheduled to be on Juneteenth. Like, the terrorist in chief was really trying to do his best trolling. He was on his 6-9 level trolling, thinking that he was going to have a, a rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, which is the site uh, where the Black Wall Street was obliterated by white haters that was mad because the black people had their own shit and was doing what they wanted to do with it. So, you know, very similar to how, you know, Trump feels about all people in America besides him and other rich people. So he tried to have his cute little his cute little rally on Juneteenth and they weren't having it, so they had to move it to Saturday. And Trump thought that they had Trump and his campaign thought they had over a million RSVPs. They had set up a um a stage outside, you know, for overflow and they, you know, had had this whole 19,000 seat arena and they just knew they was about to pack that bitch out in the middle of COVID, like in the middle of coronavirus. They just knew they was about to pack this indoor arena, just pack it out with people there to support Trump. And little did Trump know the TikTokers weren't having it. <laughs> Little did the terrorist in chief know the TikTokers were not here for the bullshit. They got on there and started a campaign to reserve those seats, but not go. And baby, when I tell you that that rally was so poorly attended, Trump is in a his panties are in a bunch right now. He is highly upset. He you thought he might have been upset after he almost fell going down that ramp. But seeing that poorly attended rally, I know. Somebody in the White House is getting cussed down right now, and I'm just, I'm here for it. I'm living for it. I love watching Trump crumble. I love watching him um, just slide into this obscurity, and he knows that his re-election campaign is in the toilet. He knows it. That's why he's tweeting all this stuff about um, voter fraud and mail-in and mail-in ballots and how they're going to be... Um, intercepted by foreign countries and it's gonna the election's gonna be so full of fraud you won't even believe it because you're just trying to prepare your base for your loss but trump child it doesn't matter we we've been waiting for this loss since 2016 so trump's rally was a buzz i um read that joseph r biden jr is has passed surpassed trump in fundraising for the first time this past may so kudos to him. I mean, the lesser of two evils at this point. But hey, what what can we do? Uh, rather that than a, a a terrorist in chief that can barely rock, walk down a ramp and would rather incite violence than pass the policies that we need to end all the protesting and the rallying. But um, Joseph R. Biden Jr. is leading in fundraising, and Miss um, Amy Klobuchar, she dipped from his VP race. She was like, you know what, Biden, pick somebody black. Just go ahead and pick Kamala Harris, because I'm not trying to be the one. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the one to catch the backlash. When you told everybody you was going to pick a black woman, and then you decide to pop up with me, a not black woman, <laughs> I don't want to receive it. You know, Black Lives Matter, more power to you. So... Klobuchar has dipped out and it's looking like we may get um a black woman as VP we may get Kamala Harris um as you can hear I'm not too excited about that either but I 
alas, I've given in. Anything is better than Trump, and we'll we'll work on the progressive policies as we get there. But we can't work on anything if the terrorist in chief gets another term, get gets elected to another term. So, everyone, make sure you just continue. Just go and look at those videos of that um, poorly attended ass rally, and get you know get a good laugh in today. You deserve it. You really deserve it. Now it is time for Bless Your Heart. Dear Matt Gates, you tried it as you always do, but this time the receipts you thought would save you only made you look more dumb like brda. During a House of Representatives meeting on police reform, representative from Louisiana, Cedric Richmond, held a strong stance on reform, to which you attempted a strong reply. Here's a clip of the exchange from C-SPAN. And why I'm speaking now instead of later is because I don't want you all to leave here saying, well, we didn't know. We didn't know that's how you felt, Cedric. I want it to be crystal clear. And I will give you the benefit of the doubt that it is an unconscious bias that I'm hearing. Because at worst, it's conscious bias. And that, I would hate to assume from any of the people on the other side. Will the gentleman yield? Sure. I appreciate your passion. Are you suggesting that you're certain that none of us have non-white children? Because you you reflected on your black son and you said none of us could understand. Matt, Matt, stop. I'm not about to get sidetracked about the color of our children. We're talking about black kids. I reclaim my time. You said that I reclaimed my time. I know you want the discussion. I know that gentlemen, gentlemen reclaimed his time. I said I claim reclaimed my time. I already know that there are people on the other side that have uh, black grandchildren. It is not about the color of your kids. It is about black males, black people in the streets that are getting killed. And if one of them happens to be your kid, I'm concerned about him, too. And clearly, I'm more concerned about him than you are. So let's be clear you're, about you're that. Claiming, so you're claiming you're I more am, concerned for my family than I do? Who in the hell do the you gentleman, think you are? The gentleman, if the, the shoe gentleman, fits. Listen, you don't know how much we care about will families. Kick dog holler. You should take those words down. The I gentleman care will about sus- your family and love your family. The gentleman week, will suspend. It. The gentleman will suspend. The time belongs to the gentleman from Louisiana. Cedric, would you yield? Was, you was that a nerve? Yeah. Was that... A nerve indeed. Once again, Matt, you loud and wrong. But what else can we really expect from Floridians? You didn't leave it there, but insisted on proving to the people that you did have a brown son. And I'm doing the air quotes heavy right now. A brown son named Nestor. A 19-year-old young man from Cuba whose sister you allegedly dated and who has been in your care for the past six years. How he came to be in your care at the age of 13? You didn't tell us that. What happened to his sister? Also not shared. But you and your peanut gallery of friends and family did insist on filling your respective social media pages with pics of you and young Nestor, along with stories of how you saved your son's, air quotes heavy once again, life. Having a brown person you care about doesn't make you anti-racist. In fact, the means by which you chose to announce him to the world as a counter argument to police reform is giving me white savior teas and I'm not even thirsty. You and your posse of pinheads should be ashamed that y'all dragged this young man into your political fuckery to distract from the topic at hand. 
You had no response to Mr. Cedric. He was lighting that ass up, so you had to pull up from three with the, wait, I have a brown son. Cedric the God swatted your attempt into the bleachers. Child, you look ridiculous, and I'm still tickled at just how loud that hit dog hollered. Thanks again for showing us what you truly are, Matt. A distraction with a white so savior complex from ratchet-ass Florida. Maddie boy, you can choke five ways past Sunday. To Nestor, you're 19 now. Run, son. Take your great flight from the whites. But with you, but with you also being raised in ratchet-ass Florida, all I can really say is, bless your heart. Once again, and thanks again for tuning in to Mouth of the South podcast. My apologies for the late upload this week, y'all. Like, last weekend was quite, quite busy, you know, with, with all of the festivities. So I'm a, I'm a little late on the trigger this week, but the episode is up nonetheless. And I appreciate y'all for listening. Check the description box. Get in touch with the pod. Get in touch with me. All of the social media Things you need to, to reach me there are in the description box, as well as the email. Um, you can email the podcast at mouthsouthpod at gmail.com. Mouth and South, both with an F. And um, submit your own Bless Your Heart segments. Any questions, comments, and concerns, send them to the email. Let me know. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. And as we say down here in the South, and as Representative Cedric said so well, a hit dog will indeed holler. <laughs> <laughs>